0: Hello and Welcome to episode 23 of the Educating Investors Podcast. My name is Scott Peterson, Financial Advisor of Harmony Wealth Management. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode, The Elections and the Markets. I believe that educated investors equal successful investors. The goal of this podcast is to help to educate as many individuals as possible on markets, the economy, and financial planning topics. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the upcoming election in November and what it means for the markets based on historical data and possible outcomes. Let us start with how markets do during presidential election years. According to the 2019 Dimensional Funds Report, the market has been positive overall in 19 of the last 23 election years from 1928 through 2016, only showing negative returns four times. So since 1928, almost 83% of the time, the markets are positive in election years. During election years where the presidency stays in the same party, either the president was re-elected or the new president was from the same party, the S&P 500 averaged an annual return of 16%. But when the presidency switched parties, the annual average return was only 5.14%. So what could this information be telling us? That the markets like continuity and does not like additional uncertainty. In other words, Mr. Market could be saying that it would be better to deal with the devil you know than the devil you don't. In other words, better to deal with someone or something you are familiar with and know, even if they are not ideal, than take a risk with an unknown person or thing. Another important point is that what's going on in the markets will tell you about the election rather than the other way around. The stock market has predicted every winner of the presidential election since 1984. According to Ryan Dietrich, senior market strategist at Boston-based broker-dealer LPL Financial, the S&P 500 has indicated the winner 87% of the time and every time since 1984. He goes on to state when the S&P 500 index has been higher the three months before the election, the incumbent party usually won, while when stocks were lower, the incumbent party usually lost. It's not just the stock market, but how the economy is doing that can impact the election. The recent downturn in the economy creates a significant hurdle for Trump's re-election bid since incumbents have lost five of seven elections when the U.S. economy has fallen into a recession in the two years ahead of an election. Meanwhile, incumbents are a perfect 11 for 11 if the economy avoids a recession in the 24 months ahead of an election. So based on the previous two stats, what do the polls say currently? The Real Clear Politics average of polls from June 22nd through July 7th shows Biden with an 8.8% lead over President Trump. But we all know how accurate polls are. Anybody remember what the polls were saying about Brexit before the vote? A majority of the Brexit polls got it wrong in terms of the UK leaving the EU. How about the polls in the last presidential election? Well, that same Real Clear Politics average of polls on Election Day 2016 had Hillary Clinton 3.2% ahead of Donald Trump. We know how that turned out. So what I'm saying is that anything could happen during this presidential election. So how do market performs under a Democratic or Republican president? From 1926 to 2019, we have had a Republican president 46 years and a Democratic president 48 years. The difference in return between the parties is pretty stark. The average annual return for the S&P 500 index when we had a Republican president was 9.12% we had a Democratic president, the S&P 500 average return was 14.94% per year. That's a premium of a little more than 5.8% per year on average. Let's break the numbers down further. Let's find out how the markets have done with Republican unified government, how they have done with Democratic unified governments, and how they have done with divided governments with presidents of both parties. Conveniently, over the period we're looking at from 1926 through 2019, you had an equal number of years of unified governments, where the same party controlled the presidency and both houses of Congress, and divided government. During periods of divided government, the S&P 500 averaged 9.66% per year, but during periods of unified governments, the annual average return was 14.52% for the S&P 500. That's a premium of almost 5% per year when one party has run the table. The S&P 500 average annual return under a unified Republican government was 14.52%. For a unified Democratic government, it was 14.52% as well. For a divided government with a Republican president, the average annual return was 6.99%. And with a divided government with a Democratic president, the average return was 15.94%. The first thing to notice is that there is essentially no difference between the historical average return between unified Republican and Democratic administrations. The interesting story is what happens in divided government. There's a pretty big split here. The market has done significantly better with Democratic divided governments, meaning the president was a Democrat and Republicans controlled at least one House of Congress, than with the Republican divided governments. In fact, the premium averaged nearly 9% per year is by far the biggest premium we looked at so far. But what's even more interesting is that a divided government with a Democratic president did even better than when there was a unified government. So depending on these outcomes, what does it mean for the market and the economy? Morgan Stanley Research has put out the following election forecast and policy outlook last week on these possible outcomes. The divided government scenario with Trump or Biden winning, as well as a Republican or Democratic sweep. The first possible outcome that Morgan Stanley Research looked at is the status quo scenario. They believe in this scenario the recession is short lived and President Trump benefits as the economy rebounds from the pandemic. The likely results would include continuing deregulation, which would benefit the telecom and energy sectors as well as asset managers, though renewables could face pressure. The report expects only minor near-term policy changes and compromise extensions to the expiring 2017 tax bill. U.S. interest rates would likely remain rage bound or fall further after the election, depending on the path of the recovery. Reactive fiscal expansion is likely, and the dollar could face downward pressure. In the second outcome, Morgan Stanley thinks themes like healthcare and leadership, where Democrats have a trust surplus with voters, dominate the campaign and deliver the election to Biden with a split Congress. Voter demand for change could result in increased regulation and oversight, pressuring certain sectors such as financials, U.S. energy, telecoms, IT hardware, Internet, and pharmaceuticals. While early signals of a Biden would could dampen markets before November, after the election of a divided government, U.S. rate markets are unlikely to move dramatically and may even fall slightly. As with the status quo scenario, this divided outcome could modestly weaken the dollar. The third outcome that Morgan Stanley looked at was a Republican sweep, which could be caused by a V-shaped recovery, energizing Republican voters and propelling President Trump to a second term and a Republican take back of the House. Trump adopts a more aggressive anti-China stance amid greater U.S. voter wariness of China. A Republican sweep could mean further tax cuts and an early extension of Trump's expiring tax provisions, resulting in higher deficits. Such fiscal stimulus would likely boost U.S. GDP and strengthen the dollar, but Treasury bond prices could slip on growing deficits, pushing up interest rates and yields, and equities, telecom, U.S. energy, and asset managers could benefit from continued deregulation. Finally, the last outcome Morgan Stanley Research looked at was a Democratic sweep caused by a prolonged recession hurting Trump with historically high unemployment in battleground states that elected him in 2016, particularly Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, undermining his claim to economic stewardship. Voters turned to Biden and the Democrats as more trustworthy on health care reform and managing a possible COVID-19 second wave. Such a Democratic sweep could also lead to definite expansion, Driven by healthcare and infrastructure spending. However, the demand side stimulus would boost economic growth, pushing interest rates and inflation higher. For U.S. equities, managed healthcare organizations, transportation, non U.S. oil, natural gas, large cap banks, and consumer finance sectors could see gains, but healthcare reform may pressure pharmaceuticals. Increased regulation could also impact the tech sector, financials, net neutrality, and environmental issues. We have gone through all the data in regards to how markets do in election years under a Republican or a Democratic president in a divided or unified government. Also, we went through what Morgan Stanley Research sees in terms of their policy outlook for each outcome and what it can mean for the economy and the markets. So what does an investor to do with all this information? In the end, make sure that you work with a financial advisor to have a financial plan that helps you implement a portfolio allocation that will meet your long-term goals and needs over time with the least amount of risk. Investors shouldn't be basing their investment decisions on who the president happens to be or who controls which House of Congress. This information can help financial advisors to work with their clients to make sure that they are fully diversified so they are not taking additional risk to their portfolio based on whatever the outcome is in the election. This completes this episode of the Educating Investors Podcast. I know that time is an important asset for everybody, so I appreciate you taking a part of your day to listen. If you enjoyed the content of this podcast, feel free to share this with other friends and family that may be interested. Also, feel free to check out my website at www.harmonywealthmanagement.com to learn more about what I do, as well to find my contact information and links to my LinkedIn page and blog. The Educating Investors Podcast is presented for informational purposes only. The information presented on the Educating Investors Podcast should not be construed as investment advice. Always consult a licensed investment professional before making investment decisions. The Educating Investors Podcast, its host Scott Peterson, and his firm Harmony Wealth Management LLC should not be held liable for any losses resulting from investment decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on the Educating Investors Podcast show.